Look, I'm a big believer that experience teaches. My goal with this show is to have guests to share their experience so that they can tell you what it's like, what they did right and what they did wrong. And I'm going to share the same. Look, I'm not trying to regurgitate stuff you can find on the internet. I'm going to tell you how it really is and what it's really like to own your own place. This is the National Restaurant Owners Podcast with your host, Kyle and Sarah. You guys know how important I feel vibe is to your restaurant or your bar. It's everything. And just to give you an example, have you ever noticed how the energy of of your restaurant or your bar totally changes when there's something on your TV that's not engaging like sports? I have a solution for you. Atmosphere TV is the first and only TV product of their kind built specifically for use in your restaurant. You may recognize their flagship channel, Chive TV, in addition to 40-plus other amazing high-definition content channels, including Red Bull TV, X Games TV, Beach Bum TV, America's Funniest Home Videos, and much, much more. Built and proven to keep your guests sitting, eating, drinking, and of course, spending more money. The best part is Atmosphere remains 100% free for listeners of this podcast. Just use the code KYLE at checkout to have your setup fee waived and receive your device today. That's atmosphere.tv and use the code KYLE, K-Y-L-E, to receive your free device today. All right, this is the National Restaurant Owners Podcast, and this is episode 77. Really rocking, rocking through these episodes. If you guys have been listening since the beginning, you know, the goal was 100 by the end of the year, so I'm, I'm confident gonna going to achieve that. So um, this guest is, I'm a, such a huge fan of this concept because it's outside the box, and she's such a genuine, nice, warm, caring uh, individual. You can just hear it in her voice. Um, Raji Sankar, the co-CEO of Wholesome International, um, which they they were started in 2004, multi-unit restaurant concept development company. They own and operate Chula Indian Barbecue, and they franchise a few Five Guys. Um, and she's the co-CEO, which I kind of get into it in this episode because that's not easy. You know what I mean? You got to really, you have to really have some strong uh communication skills you have to be able to be on the same page so props to her for that i think that shows a lot about her character um but yeah as co-ceo she's responsible for the people the operations the infrastructure and you know she's born in india co-founded and sold uh, a few companies a tech company a media company and she's been involved in these other companies so she can apply those like leadership skills to the restaurant industry which i always think is helpful you know, I always think things outside the industry are great to apply to the industry because let's face it, we lack a little bit of structure. So when there's structure and other systems at other types of businesses that can be applied to the restaurant industry, I'm a big fan of that. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy Raji Sankar, the co-CEO, Wholesome International and Chula. All right. All right. Welcome back to the National Restaurant Owners Podcast. We are fortunate enough to have Raji Sankar from Chula Indian Barbecue with us today. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Kyle, for having me. We're so excited to be a part of your series. Thank you. And I, I appreciate you taking the extra steps to, to be in a, a quiet room. You know, sometimes being in the restaurant space can be a little bit of a situation. So that's that's really that's really kind of you to do that. I appreciate it. Um, so tell I told you just before we went on air. I immediately 
was drawn to your concept when I looked at the picture and there were like four big orange drums. I'm like, are they under construction? Like, what is it? What are those things? So <laughs> tell us a little bit about what you guys got going on. Awesome. Well, Chula is a take on uh, community ovens. Uh, Sanja Chula was a tradition in the past where uh, communities would have a single giant oven, which is really a hole in the earth with charcoal and a ceramic pot. And they would, you know, bake bread together, exchange stories at the end of the evening. And so sort of that community feeling is what uh, Chula is all about. And uh, obviously, pre-pandemic, community tables were very, very popular in our restaurants. Right. And uh, every store had a community has a community table right in front of those four giant drums that you talked about. Wow. Uh, they are tandoor ovens and so cool. they go up to 600, 700 degrees. Uh, we cook our breads in them, our uh, meats in them. And it's uh, a theater almost in addition to, you know, you watch your food being cooked fresh and then yeah. you get to experience it. Yeah, there's a lot about your concept that is very theatric, like big ceilings, big, big um, layouts, big storefronts. Um, how did you guys come up with this look and feel and vibe? So as a team, we knew that we wanted to stand out and we wanted to uh, come across as a place where, which is authentic and accessible, right? Where people who have never had Indian food can feel very uh, comfortable and uh, actually a place where you want to hang out. Not just, uh, you know, yeah. and rush out, right? Yeah. That's not the intent. Uh, and fortunately for us, that's exactly what happened. Our chief creative officer had a vision of um, Museum of Contemporary Art. When you walk in and that's what you see, oh. uh, my co-CEO uh, had the design in mind for the kitchen where it's completely open and transparent. Uh, so that's really how it all came together. And the food, another of my um, uh, business partners, just amazing food uh, created by her, right? The culinary creations are all uh, made so that you just have wholesome, clean ingredients, very important to us because we care about what we put in our body and craveable flavors, both combination. Uh, and we moderately spice everything uh, so that it's accessible to everyone, just like how you would eat at home. That's, I mean, there's there's so much to what you just kind of said there, but uh, let, let's go back to where you started talking. because I know I mentioned before, I'd like to talk about the partnership piece, but yes. in regards to how you, um, you know, bring this type of cuisine to make it approachable, right? Like Indian food has been something that people are like, you got to try. Have you ever had Indian food? You got to try it. And the next response is, I just don't like spicy. I don't like spicy. So how did you balance like the traditional Indian experience, which may be being overstated with spice to the American palate? You know, that's the misnomer, Kyle. When you eat at uh, home-cooked meals, they're actually subtly flavored. It's a balance of flavors. Spice doesn't mean fire, right? Yeah, right, right. Often people connotate that to be, oh, my God, it's going to set my tongue on fire. Yeah, yeah. We do have a series of hot sauces that people can add to their meals uh, to customize whatever level of heat they would like. But uh, the food is about enjoying and every part of your you know, palate actually experiences the joy of the balance of flavors. That's how we approached our food. Yeah, I mean, that it is totally a misnomer, right? Because I've experienced more spicy Italian food than I have experienced spicy Indian food. So it's always that, that thing that's just like, happened to somebody one time and it gets blown out of proportion, right? Yes. 
And a lot of times people are used to this one curry powder that actually is used in every dish. And that's really not how it's prepared. If you look at the authentic yeah. ways, we prepare our own spice blends from scratch and we make over 20 plus spice blends. And that's what separates the food and the quality. And yeah, because curry is not necessarily one thing, right? It, no. It's a combination. I mean, yeah, that's a that's another misnomer. So t explain yes. exactly what traditional Indian curry would be. So, um, you know, different parts of India have their own uh, spice uh, blends that they make. If you go to southern India, it's completely different. It's uh, versus when you go to northern India, uh, it's completely different. And every home, we don't have the traditional Bible of this is how a, a spice blend should be. Mm -hmm. um, every home you'll find have their own versions uh, that grandmas uh, propagated uh, to their grandkids. Um, so uh, it's something that uh, we take from our roots and uh, that's how that is built. The curry powder was an easy invention saying, okay, let's throw everything together and make one item that we can throw into a dish, right? Uh, that's sort of dumbing it down. Yeah. It makes it just easy to dump it in and say, hey, here's your curry. That's yeah. the thing you have to experience because I found Indian food to be very bright and flavorful. You know, the lime juice, the citrus, the spice, it's very well balanced. So I, I think my wife said to me the other day because she's trying to eat more veg too. And that's another thing, right? Like you guys have a lot of vegetables in, in your food. Um, has that like, have you been able to take that food and really make it so it's approachable because a lot of people didn't think of these concepts as being, I want to go out and have a bunch of vegetables. How, how has that been received and how has that, you know, translated into your success? Kyle, we believe there are only two kinds of people on the planet. Those who love our food and those who haven't experienced yet and don't know they're going to love it yet. Right. So uh, what's amazing about it is that so many people who have tried us for the first time, they're just amazed. Oh, I didn't know a food like this existed. Uh, my CFO um, has a gluten allergy and he was shocked at the amount of gluten-free uh, foods that we have and the, um, you know, he just loves every one of those uh, dishes because he's able to eat without having any consequences. You're vegan, yeah. you're vegetarian, whether you're a meatitarian, <laughs> a keto, paleo, we have something for everyone. That's great. So tell me about, I like to get into who you are. We got a lot about the concept. So tell me how you, where your passion for this industry started. So, um, well, my business partner and I, Randir and I are foodies and uh, we were in the tech industry and the finance industry. And uh, we always knew food is so basic, right? It just nourishes the soul and we wanted to bring good Indian food. So believe it or not, we wrote our first business plan in 2003 for what is true. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you launched in when? Uh, we launched it in 2012. So As in, we started the process, the real process of setting up the test kitchens and the R&D. Uh, and then 2014, we opened our first location. So what happened in that period of time when only you were just was it kind of just sitting in the corner? Or were you like, tweaking it all the time what what so um we discovered that the timing wasn't quite right uh, mm -hmm. we knew we wanted to be in the fast casual space uh we uh, knew that was sort of the trend of the future in 2003 we had yeah. watched uh, some of our peer brands starting to take off um, but we just didn't feel the timing was right and that's why we shelved, uh, shelved it and we got into franchising and uh, we got our um, sea legs and we uh, were ready in 2012. So tell me, tell me about the partnership. How do you guys break down titles and responsibilities? 
So easiest thing, co-CEOs, right? Co-CEOs and co-founders. So that makes it very easy. But we are, actually, we have grown together. I think in any relationship, it's the investment you put into it. But fundamentally, if your ideals and philosophy are aligned, you can conquer anything. And that's, that's a, what we discovered. That's a great point. You know, like it's so, I was alluded to it very gently before that, you know, my partnership was not that way. You know, <clears throat> a lot of times we had two different steering wheels on the bus, you know, one going this way, one's going the other way. And the staff and everybody gets caught in the middle and the concept gets misguided. Like I thought we were doing this. Why are we doing that? And Talk to me how you keep that all together because I'm not good at that and I could use all the inside I could get my hands on. So one of the things, first things that we had, uh, we were very lucky to do was we always were after this mission, vision, values, right? What is this about? And we were constantly discovering that until 2011 is when we crystallized it. And we decided that we are in the business of transforming the quality of lives of everyone we touch. And the moment that happens, it's kind of something larger than you. Uh, it's not that we, and you're like kids, when you start out, there is crazy bickering about uh, things that don't matter, right? Yep. And yeah. as you evolve uh, in the relationship over time and you go through good times and bad times together, but you're committed to the larger purpose. Yeah. Uh, we always say together, we make the best CEO. So that helps a lot, right? That insight. And um, I have my down times. Uh, yeah. I'm not uh, perfect. And then there's someone to lift you up. That is the benefit of having a great partner. That is the benefit. And just looking at, you know, that your geography and, and where you're located, I would imagine that it helps because it's not just one person who can provide that leadership vision um, to multiple locations, you have, you can deploy each other to different ones to kind of keep them on track and play to our strengths, right? We, yeah. um, we have completely different skill sets and completely different strengths, uh, but bringing them together allows us to have that, uh, amazing, uh, you know, singular entity, if you will, called the yeah. CEO. Um, and our vision, our mission, our values, they went through many iterations. <laughs> Every year we would be like, how do we get to the Maslow's hierarchy, right? How can we create meaning <laughs> for ourselves yeah. and for everyone in our lives? And finally, once we agreed on uh, this is what we are passionate about, uh, that's what has attracted a lot of people into our lives. We say Chula has been a series of blessings. So yeah. many amazing uh, leaders have joined us. Um, to f further that uh, mission and vision, uh, I think uh, something larger than you has to be in place. Yeah, that's a great point. It's when you have that, hey, I'm, I'm big into sports and a lot of people, would, they would say, you know, you can't be bigger than the team. Like you can't be bigger than the, than the team. Like there, there's nobody, nobody here can put themselves above the team. And that's kind of sounds like what you're talking about. So that's, that's really relatable to, to, to me. So take me back. And, uh, I'm so sorry, Kyle. I wanted to add, it's not like we are non-human, right? All of us will have our times of like, oh my God, you know, uh, you're driving me nuts. That's just normal. Uh, but something bigger that that is the pull uh, will yeah. reset that element. Yeah, that's a great point too, is don't get caught up in the minutia, right? Like don't get caught up in the stuff that doesn't matter. The emotional stuff should be kept on the side. Let's keep the bigger... You know, are we still providing value? Are we still delivering on the hospitality, great tasting food, that type of stuff? Yes. So take me back to, because you're not coming from a, a tremendous 
restaurant background or one of your partners have a have a, a strong culinary background so operation. we have assembled an amazing team and we do have uh, culinary prowess within our team and uh, we got to get our hands dirty in our franchising world and uh, ran our stores um, cl open closed all of those things that are essential I think it's very important to walk in the shoes before you can expect someone else to do uh, you know, the, the tall levels of standards that we would set, right? So yeah. it was very important. I think it was a very humbling and wonderful experience. Not always the greatest because you're short staffed sometimes or, you know, you have uh, team members uh, that are going through difficult things. And uh, I think it was probably some of the most cherished memories that I have as I look back. Maybe may not have felt like that at the time, uh, right. but looking back, I think that's a a uh, huge journey for us that has been helping us. Would you say that of, you know, you're in yourself and thinking about the first location and getting involved with this, how much of it was passion versus how much of it was just, this is a good business. I think we can make money. Oh, I would say passion all the way uh, because we wanted to bring really awesome food um, to uh, everyone. Mm -hmm. We wanted to show showcase the kinds of foods that we grew up on. And uh, India has a very rich array of uh, cuisines, right? And we chose to uh, focus on Punjabi cuisine, uh, Northern Indian cuisine. Uh, and we wanted to bring it uh, prepared authentically through authentic techniques but in a fast, casual manner. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's a little harder, right? <laughs> because yeah. we're cooking right in front of you uh, and uh, we are a fast, casual. So I'm a back of the house kitchen guy. So when I think of that, I think of one, the labor required to cook in the tandoori ovens, not easy. And two, when I walk into a quick service, I think of a certain time frame that I have in mind. Like I expect it to be in a certain amount of minutes. I don't know the minutes, but a short period of time. How do you manage the freshness and the quality versus the time expectation? And that was something that we had to innovate and architect on, right? How do we train uh, two things? One element you mentioned was the tandoor cooking. How do we teach someone who has never touched anything like a tandoor uh, and teach them very quickly. So we constantly innovate training and tools so that it's easier for the person actually making it. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've been able to uh, really shrink the training amount of time it takes. Uh, so we can teach you if you come in, I can teach you uh, within three hours. How to cook in a tandoori oven? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, so I mean, for people who don't know what it is, it's basically like cooking in a, in a big barrel. A yes. very hot barrel. Yes. And the, you could tell me if I'm wrong. So it's 600, 700 degrees inside. It's a ceramic pot. And the bread would stick, the non sticks on the side. Yes. And the meat hangs in the middle when you cook it. And the meats are in skewers. Wow. So how many of your cooks come in? They're like, what the heck is this? And how many of them are like, oh, this is great. I want to, I, I couldn't wait to cook in one of these things. So initially, obviously, that's the first uh, reaction. Anyone sees that and go, are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? But um, we have, you know, protection, right? Arm sleeves yeah. uh, that we have and the way we have structured our tools. So the amount of time that you put your hand in is very minimal. In yeah, our yeah. Work, right. So that is essentially how we have been able to teach uh, folks who have never had that experience 
and we have some amazing leaders uh, on the Tandors, uh, just incredible who had never, ever been on a Tandor. That's awesome. Now, you have the one location. You guys decided the franchise right from the beginning, or did you, how many stores do you have that are corporate owned? So we haven't franchised, um, and we have five locations at the moment. Yep. Uh, and we have locations in Cleveland, which was our first one, yep. and then uh, two in Pittsburgh, um, one in King of Prussia, one in Sterling, Virginia. Okay, I thought you had said franchising earlier. Sorry, I, I misunderstood you. You so you have five corporate-owned stores. Are you planning to franchise? Uh, not at this time no. yet. Uh, we are still very young, um, yeah. and uh, we are. Uh, we want to get a few more stores open this year. We are very excited about our um, plans. We're opening in Boardman, Ohio, and Ohio City, mm-hmm. um, in Ohio, in Cleveland, Ohio, as well. And then we'd love to open more on the uh, East Coast. Um, so, uh, COVID was an unexpected uh, experience, right, for everybody. Yeah. Uh, and it forced us to accelerate some of our thinking. Before COVID, we were looking at the change in patterns of people's behaviors. They were already doing more pickup and delivery. And uh, so we had looked at that and we had also looked at the big footprint. Do we really need that much, right? Can yeah. we reduce it and make it more sustainable? Uh, so COVID actually um, created that environment, which completely put it on steroids. Our R&D team, innovation team went to work. And in the King of Prussia, we have the brand new line streamlined without impacting quality and hospitality and experience. Uh, We've been able to reduce the size of the footprint so we can open um, and expand at the levels that we want to. Interesting. So when you're going to grow all these corporately owned stores, I mean, that's, you know, I think that really you guys have surpassed what I really think is a challenging stage for restaurants. I always say the second restaurant is really your first. And the third, <laughs> the third restaurant is like having a third child with 10 times harder. Yes. How do you get past that? Like, how do you get past? That's a very difficult growing stage. I think if, once you get past the third one, now you're in like a new territory. Yes. What would you like to get to get past that third location? So you're Right. I think uh, in the first few uh, locations, every location, because you have a small base, right? You're working off of a small group of uh, folks who are hugely passionate and trying to stretch themselves uh, across multiple uh, units. But as we have evolved, we are feeling that we are at this point, at the point where we can uh, scale rapidly. Um, We have um, the tools in place, the training in place, the box in place of uh, what uh, a chula should be like. And so we have uh, come a long way, especially in the last 12 months, which is an odd thing I was not expecting to say uh, when COVID hit us. Yeah. I mean, it's when COVID hit, what was your, your guys' first reaction? What what was the first thing that you did? Aside from the obvious, what was your first internal meeting? Like What, what was that meeting? Take me inside that meeting. So first of all, there was a lot of shock, right? On uh, disbelief. And is this short term? Is this two weeks? Is it two months? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it four months? How do you predict what it is? And everyday information that would come in would be a different uh, piece of information and trying to put it all together. So we spent a lot of time together huddled as our leadership team, um, constantly uh, connected. Uh, and then we decided that we're going to go offense in April. We're like, okay, you can sit there and be afraid. If we're going to go go down, let's just go down big. Or yeah. let's at least give it a shot, right? 
um, it's horrible to live in a fearful manner and mm -hmm. faith is so much a better place uh, to operate from. Yeah. Um, so I think that was the best thing our team agreed upon and uh, that just changed our outlook. Just like this is happening, what do we do now? Like you take that yeah. initial shock and you're like, okay, this is crazy. Like, how are we gonna operate? But you had said you were kind of already seeing these trends emerge. How how helpful was that foresight in, in what kind of played out? So amazing. Uh, we actually have a great technology stack in place. Uh, to give you an idea, it went live on March 12th. <laughs> Nothing like working out the kinks in a global pandemic. Yes, yes. Uh, so well, that was just huge. I mean, just to have a restaurant owner talk about a tech stack, right? Like tells you what kind of world we live in. Talk can can you talk to me about how how you guys are set up over there? So um, we are very fortunate that um, we have been able to get uh, some of the best technology companies to believe in us, right? We are not, we don't have that many locations yet, uh, but they believe in our growth strategy and they have supported us. Um, so we had, we have a great online ordering platform. We have an awesome kiosk. Uh, we have a wonderful POS system. Uh, we have a loyalty app um, as well. Um, and uh, curbside ordering uh, became very material for us at the time that yeah. you know, this all came about. Um, so we have been, and then now uh, we're putting layering more things on it, uh, like customer feedback uh, integrated into all of those technologies so that we can have um, even better data at our fingertips. We always have had customer listening systems, um, but this just kind of forced us to think different, really. Yeah, it's amazing to me. I've always thought, you know, Traditionally, the, the thought process was like, oh, I don't read Yelp. I don't read Yelp. I don't go, hey, it's too much. You know, I don't read it. I always was like, why not? Why don't you want to read it? And like, isn't it because, yes, there's going to be some people who had a bad day. They went in there and they took it out on you. Uh, we all agree to that. But there's something to take in the temperature there. I, I mean, I think that now has also been brought to light during the pandemic is that ability to listen to your customers, like you're saying, but own the data too, right? Mm -hmm. How, I mean, do, you guys, do you guys take advantage of, of owning that data? Yes, we actually uh, listen to every um, uh, post that is there. All of our social media, um, all of the, um, you know, the Yelp and the TripAdvisor. You're right. There is some message in everything, right? Something you can take away and say, could we be better? Yeah. Um, and sure that you're right. There are times where it's not fair and you know, it's not true, but there are many times there are actually really great insights that you get yeah. out of them. And, uh, so I subscribe completely to what you just shared, Kyle. It's an important listening post and, uh, every listening post for that matter, even yeah. third party delivery listening posts, right? How do, how do the reviews uh, sound? Yeah. I think even more, I mean, Particularly with that, do you guys use the third-party providers or do you guys handle your own delivery? So we do have third-party providers. We have integrated. Um, integration is probably one of the most powerful things we can do for ourselves as restaurateurs um, so that you don't have to do manual stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, and focus on the real thing, which is um, making your um, uh, operations better and serving your guests better. Yeah. That's the... That, that piece of adding this whole new increased um, level of takeout and delivery business has caused a lot of restaurants to reconsider or reconfigure their layouts and their formats and their locations 
you alluded to it before, but can you tell me a little bit more about how you maybe tweaked your model for, for, for the, what's, what's happening now and what may be happening in the future? So we shrunk our kitchen um, and we actually streamlined it so that we could handle higher volumes uh-huh. and uh, improve on the uh, quality and accuracy. So that was really what our team did. And they uh, did a little skunk works project um, mm-hmm. so that we could prove it. And then we actually tested it out in one of our stores. And then we uh, launched it here in King of Prussia. And what was involved in that project? How did that, how did that go? So the whole entire process of uh, what do we really need, right? And uh, how can we improve uh, on the space uh, and um, the uh, ease of how you operate, by, you know, the motions that you have to take, uh, the steps that you have to take, reducing all of that and placing things and uh, getting technology uh, that would support that, getting equipment that would support that. So it's lean and mean and yeah. highly efficient. And that whole process was um, implemented prior to COVID? Or this no, was after COVID? No, it was actually yeah. uh, during COVID. Wow, that's a lot. It's a lot to go through, but it's smart. I mean, I, I had said in the beginning of it and talking to people is that like, this, this is a time that restaurant owners are not used to having this much time, this yeah. much time on their hands. Yeah. It's almost like getting a chance to revisit your business plan. Were there any other aspects to your business aside from what, you know, the pickup and delivery that you learned during the pandemic that you're going to take with you moving forward? So the other thing that we put in place was uh, for team members, we always wanted to get our team members uh, amazing, uh, you know, uh, recognition, if you will. So we put an amazing uh, appreciation program in place, uh, which was also great fun. uh, And it's such a joy to see the impact. Uh, We created that during the uh, COVID world. We have always been very high on recognition, but now this has like become a uh, big force uh, for us. There's, you know, that employee recognition. I was talking to somebody about that today because <clears throat> I don't know if you guys are experiencing this um, where you are, but there's a, an issue with staffing and labor in the restaurants, right? And that's what people are saying it's because of the unemployment or, you know, people have had this time and now they, their side hustle has become their main career. And I said that, you know, I think the ones who are going to win here are the ones who find out that they could do a better job of handling their staff. They could do a better job of like eliminating that stigma of what it's like to work in a restaurant. Is that something that is like a priority to you guys moving forward, adjusting your, 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 your basically your HR department for lack of a better word, I guess. So we've been always very heavily talent focused in terms of transformation is our, um, you know, our vision. So transforming the quality of lives of our team members has always been a big part of us. We've mm-hmm. actually have had team members who have grown up into director positions, making six figures, starting from hourly. Um, so uh, that's a huge source of uh, pride for us as a company uh, and, uh, you know, growth. Human beings have to grow yeah. uh, in order to feel connected to a uh, anything, right? Companies, relationships, yeah. homes, families. So I think growth is something that uh, is in our values as well. And we've always worked on it. Now it's just 10x, right? Yeah. Um, we just need to kind of uh, take it to another level. And we are t- dealing with different generations in the workforce. Yeah. Each of them have different uh, ways that they like to be recognized or they like to be appreciated or compensated. Uh, all of those things are uh, the kinds of things that we are investing heavily on. That's funny because I had a con that's it's not funny. It's true. There's 
that I was on a call for actually Clubhouse. You know the app Clubhouse? I was on one of those yes. earlier today. And somebody was saying, well, you know, if you just pay them more, that's what everybody wants. And I was like, that, I, I have experienced that on the restaurant side. That is not the case. You may have a young mother who says, you know what? I only need to work these days. And as long as I can have these days off so I can be with my kid, then I'm happy. You know, there are things that you can give them or you can acknowledge, I think, that go beyond what, what they take home in a paycheck. So true. And then giving them experiences that they may not uh, do it for themselves. Like in our world, everyone gets a free meal on shift. So our Faroe Island salmon uh, is available to them. Our mm -hmm. lamb meatballs is available to them. We don't have these special uh, proteins that are off limits. Yeah. Um, those are all because they are uh, as important as the guests to us. Yeah. Um, and so, and, uh, if you can't eat your own food, uh, how do you serve that to others? Right? Yeah. That's a great point. I mean, it's, that's, that's a, that is a, a fantastic point is you bring everybody in, right? Like traditionally in a restaurant, you have like a family meal type situation, but it's like, you know, traditionally looked down upon because it's the scraps, it's the, whatever the case may be. And then you're expecting these people to go out and be the best ambassadors for your brand. I never yeah. thought about that. Yeah. That's like, that's a great point. So talk to me about where you see Chula in the next five years. Hopefully a hundred stores, Kyle. That is I just know. my dream. Wow. <laughs> right? And my team's dream, everyone on our team, we would love to see that. But really Chula in every corner of the globe is something that we've been uh, wanting to see. We would love to bring this food um, to the masses for them to experience how clean and how wholesome it is. Yeah. Um, it, it would be such a joy um, to make that happen. And uh, also to have a t our teams feel that growth that we talked about. Yeah. When you have more um, expansion, that's how you can provide growth um, to people. So God willing, that's where we'll end up. Now, I, I, I agree with you that that feeling of like, is there opportunity for me here? Am I going to grow yeah. here? It's often been like a carrot that's dangled in front of people like, hey, well, come work for us. I'll give you equity. I'll give you, you know, profit share, what have you. How do you go about, you know, delivering on that? You know, that's that's not like cultivating from within and doing that. That's a whole culture piece. And yes. it's easy when you're there all the time. But how do you go about finding people who can carry that flag for you? So we have partners, pretty much everyone in our world, uh, all of our leaders and business unit leaders are partners of ours. And uh, that is an important element that they uh, get to experience uh, uh, when there is growth. Um, mm -hmm. There is, uh, you know, a lot, when we create wealth and abundance, we believe it needs to be shared. And that's yeah. how we operate, right? Uh, so collectively, that is why uh, we feel like uh, a team of uh, crazy, passionate people getting together. They're all wanting to create something uh, huge, uh, put a ding in, in the universe, if you will. Uh, and that comes from, again, connected to the mission and vision and being able to share that in that uh, creation. Yeah, that's so important. Um, now I'm looking at I'm looking at your at your website right now. And I'm looking at, you know, the ingredients section that you have up here. Have you guys, you know, in the pandemic, a lot of groups have said, you know what, we're just going to take our, you know, some of these ingredients and we're going to make them a CPG product or we're going to, you know, let's just focus on, you know, our vegetarian stuff and make a ghost kitchen and under a different brand. Has that, I know you said you're so focused on, on the mission and maybe this contradicts that to a certain extent, but have you guys tossed that idea around in the conference room? Like, hey, maybe we should do this. 
You know, actually, we have um, we sell hot sauce bottles. We bottle mm -hmm. our own hot sauces. There are three different kinds of hot sauces, and they're pretty cool brands. Uh, if you look at the names, uh, the hottest sauce is OMG, mm -hmm. uh, and Ouch is our you know my this middle tier, and uh, Wo is our uh, you know <laughs> hot sauce, regular hot That's sauce. Great. But we actually sell them in our stores. Um, and uh, so grab and go is a big part uh, of what we are working on and uh, it is a huge future for us and we would love to see Chula items uh, in grocery stores like Whole Foods and uh, other places someday. I mean, I'm just looking at the names of the sauces, spicy mango, mint yogurt, tamarind apple and Chula ranch dressing. I mean, they all have an amazing color. They're all like great ingredients. I mean, it's just... I'm looking at the, the food too, like some of the bowls here. It looks very, you know, like like my gym trainers would want you to eat here, right? Like it's rice, chicken, meat, salad, a little bit of bread. Do you get a big, do you get a lot of that? Do you get a lot of that? Like yes, it's interesting in? when you said trainers, I was uh, like uh, smiling because we actually had created a bowl um, because we have a lot of trainers and fitness oriented enthusiasts who come and eat. It's called our Pro Bowl, which is vegetables and protein only. And it's hugely popular uh, with that segment. And uh, yes, you're absolutely right. And there is no additives, no preservatives in anything that we do. We make everything from scratch. Uh, that's what uh, makes the difference. Yeah, I'll say, I mean, it, it's your branding is so on point. I can see you guys really, when we talk to landlords now, we talk about these concepts that they wanna put in their centers there's a new level of expectation, right? Like it's no longer like, oh yeah, they sound good. Let's see the financials, let them in. Well, what are they doing during the pandemic? Is their food relevant to what's going on in the world today? You know, the smarter landlords, they all kind of get that, the places you want to be, right? Have you run into any situations where you're kind of like looking at spaces, you're looking at new opportunities and you're kind of like, you know, maybe because you, you have so many, you have such strong values. How do you manage like the co-tenancy in some of these places? You want to be surrounded by like similar minded concepts or, or, or types of customer bases or how, what are you looking for? So, um, you know, anybody who would love to uh, enjoy, who would enjoy our uh, clean, wholesome uh, kinds of foods that is uh, committed to what they put in their body is definitely a core customer, right? And mm -hmm. they are in all walks of life. It's not just in one group. Uh, so having that ability to have a place where uh, if you had uh, a Lululemon nearby or uh, a Whole Foods or a Wegmans nearby, right? These are all good um, places for us uh, because um, people shop like that. Yeah. And they eat like that. So naturally, that is a powerful thing. We have um, been blessed to have tried uh, stores in different locations. We have uh, the Urban Edge. We have Suburbia. We have close to the university. And um, it all comes down to just that common thread across the people who enjoy that kind of, um, you know, enjoy putting food in their body that they know they can look back and say, whether you're an athlete or a mathlete, as uh, yeah. our uh, branding team likes to say, um, you know, that's good for you. That's great. I mean, it's so nice to hear um, you speak about your vision and your direction and, you know, your focus on ingredients. I think those are things that really make, you know, restaurants and, and, and food concepts stand out above and beyond the taste of, of what, what they're providing. Um, I'd love to talk to you a little bit more, but I'm sure you got a lot going on. It's on a Friday afternoon, so I appreciate the time. Tell everybody where they can find you again, both online and in brick and mortar. 
Awesome. You can find us on chula.com. Uh, it's C H two O's L two A's H.com. And Chula Yum is our handle, social media handle. Um, so you can find us there. And, um, and please come and see us. Hopefully, you'll feel transformed uh, by the food that you eat and the hospitality that you experience when you walk into our stores and not feel like just another, you know, somebody took your order. <laughs> well, I don't know the other CEOs, but I have to say, I can just feel your energy, your vibe. It's very light, it's very giving. Um, I, I'm excited to see what happens with you guys. And again, I appreciate the time coming on here and sharing your story with us. Thank you so much, Kyle. And to your point about gifts, we have a concept called Chula Gives, where we give back to the community through fundraisers. Okay. That's something we automated on our website also last year. So that's if somebody's like in around one of your locations yeah. and they're thinking about something, go check out the yeah. link. Yeah, they just that's have to go to Chula Gives, yeah. That's awesome. And 30% of the fundraiser proceeds goes back to them. That's so great. Well, guys, that's where you find them. So if you're in Pittsburgh, if you're in King of Prussia, if you're in... Virginia, if you're in Philly, Cleveland, where you're in Cleveland, right? Yes. Yep. Check them out if you guys have a fundraiser. Chula gives. Thank you so much, Raja. I Thank appreciate you, it. Bye. Have a great weekend. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for checking out this episode and all the episodes. I appreciate all the support, all the love. And look, if you want to catch more episodes um, and you're like a video person, head over to YouTube. We got all the episodes up there, the video episodes with all of the guests. So you can check them out there. Um, you know, sometimes you like podcasts, sometimes you like YouTube. So um, check it out there and subscribe. And if you guys really like this episode, please share it with somebody. Um, that would mean a lot to me trying to get the word out. I received a really awesome message from somebody on Instagram this morning about how um, an episode, I guess we had did about, um, we had done rather about time management had really resonated with them. So you never know who this might connect with and who may need to hear some of this stuff and might help them save their business, you know, make them feel better emotionally, mentally, who knows, whatever. So uh, in the spirit of giving, right? And make sure you're obviously following us on Instagram, restaurant underscore owners underscore podcast. And lastly, if any of you guys want to schedule a one-on-one -on -one with me, go ahead and click the link in my Instagram bio at Kyle and Sarah, and you can set that up. There's also an option there for um, a video response to any question you might have. So uh, check that out. And uh, I will check you guys next week. All right, guys. Thanks again and be safe.